0: This is 100% Ska, your weekly all-ska, all-vinyl pseudo-radio show, with your host, DJ Ryan Midnight. We're bringing you the finest music for your listening, dancing, and working out pleasure. Find your happy place, crank up the volume, and let the beat pick up your feet. Welcome to 100% Ska, I'm your host, DJ Ryan Midnight, broadcasting from our secret location deep in the heart of Jersey City on a rather dreary uh, Wednesday. This is Wednesday, right? Yes, a rather dreary Wednesday. You just heard the pandemics with Killing Time, and I figured I would just open this up with killing with, with the pandemics, uh, because with a name like that, how do you not play them? Uh, I also want to get ahead of all of the stupid little memes that are out there saying, oh, new band name, Pandemics. Well, there is a band. They're called the Pandemics. They've been around for 10 years now, give or take. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe a little less than that. Um, Chris Malone will probably set me straight. Um, So also on this episode, we have a brand new, a brand spanking new uh, interview with Austin Gray of Joker's Republic. And so I thought I would make this episode a fun little ska punk dance party so we're going to be doing nothing but ska punk all episode long and i hope you enjoy that Uh, i also saw this weekend or not maybe like a week or so ago there was a um a new vice article uh that came out that was basically talking about uh the forgotten politics of 90s ska punk and the article was actually pretty on point um they really Kind of just talked about the idea that, you know, there were, um, you know, everything wasn't just stupid and goofy uh, in the 90s. There was actually some weight to the lyrics and some weight to the music. And so I thought I would open up this uh, first set before we get to the interview. Uh, I thought I would uh, open this up with a, uh, a set of what I feel are more, yeah, politically driven and kind of more uh, deeper lyrics, lyrics, lyrics songs, um, to uh, to kind of supplement that article. And of course, if you're going to start with politics and ska punk, you're going to start with Against All Authority. This is Above the Law, right here on 100% Sky.
1: Acids, but chop suey's Chinese food that is eaten by the masses The least you could have done is got my country's foods right Pugugi, jajinim, chop che, Now why in the world would anyone with power in his feet Feel that he can judge an entire race For the few that he has come to hate I'm just a sick of pain or maybe hate is sick of me But to judge me without knowing me is such a disgrace Ice Cube, Korea what the word Who's that? Cause if I knew I'd end it all like that But I think the power's in each one's self And if we all opened up, there would be no more mess And no more race fashions or gang warfare Our Awareness of people lying dead from stairs It's making me sick, I need a breath of fresh air And me and Justin, cause I know I still care Ice Cube, Korea wants a word for it
2: I deserve a break today I stay in my position Just keep living on borrowed time Take that train to nowhere So I can be with my own guy Yeah, yeah.
0: This is 100% Ska. I'm your host, DJ Ryan Midnight, and let me just tell you what you just heard. Uh, Finishing off that set there was GLG20s with No Sympathy for Tyranny. Uh, Before that, Voodoo Glow Skulls with uh, Symptomatic. Prior to that, Skink and Pickle with Ice Cube. Korea wants a word with you. And starting off the set there, Against All Authority, with Above the Law. And that set goes out to Vice and their uh, article about the forgotten 90s ska-punk politics. And uh, speaking of ska-punk, why don't we listen to an interview right now? That would be exciting. So we're going to listen to uh, my interview with Austin Gray, uh, the mastermind behind uh, New Jersey's own Joker's Republic. And uh, I hope you enjoy it, and we'll get back to you in just a moment. Uh, I'm going to go have to myself uh, some very high overproof rum. You listen to this interview.
3: So I want to welcome Austin Gray, mastermind behind North Jersey's ska punk outfit Joker's Republic to 100% ska. Uh, Austin, first and foremost, Thank you for uh, taking some time to, to speak with me today.
2: Thanks for
4: having me on. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. I'm getting, I'm getting by through all this. How, how are you doing?
4: I'm doing well. You know, work is crazy, but I've had a lot more downtime working on some new Joker stuff that hopefully we'll be able to share soon. And, you know, just kind of trying to keep the momentum going off of the Sky operator.
3: For those that might not be familiar yet, and I want to emphasize the yet, give me like a quick little uh, elevator pitch of who Joker's Republic is.
4: Joker's Republic, I think, is best described as if Real Big Fish and Green Day had a baby with a lot of streetlight and some metal thrown in for good measure.
3: And that's actually a very, very well put. You're going to see those that influence in your music, like uh, from from song one but i also ask you like uh joker's republic has been around probably for about like five years now but what was some of like your your earliest influences that really started to get you on the road to writing music and deciding to essentially start a band
4: yeah uh joker's republic has been around since april of 2015 so roughly five years i knew i wanted to be in music pretty much since i was in grade school i remember when American Idiot first came out and hearing the title track and Wake Me Up with Sintaberenz on the radio. And that's what made me want to play guitar. And eventually I realized that I had kind of a natural ability for music. I I was a half-decent singer. I could play guitar pretty well. I knew this is what I was kind of made to do, but I didn't start writing until I turned 16 after taking some lessons at School of Rock, the Montclair branch. And I was reintroduced to Ska, because I always, I loved it since I was a very small child, but I was reintroduced to it at 16 because you know, I was learning metal, funk and classic rock and all this stuff and somebody brought up Real Big Fish in a conversation I was like, oh yeah I love Ska. So I started listening to it and eventually I was introduced to Streetlight Manifesto for the first time and seeing the following that they had and they were doing at the time made music very real for me and attainable and I found my voice in ska not too much later.
3: Also, like, you know, the fact that that Streetlight is also from, essentially from New Jersey, or I guess, what's his name? Tom, you know, originally starting from Catch-22, and now, you know, broke off and and created Streetlight, you know, both, you know, New New Jersey-based bands. So it's also kind of like that sense of, like, oh, yeah, like, these are just local heroes from, from, from my world.
4: See, the funny thing is, I didn't even know that when I started listening to Streetlight. I just remember hearing... Point Counterpoint come up on a I radio mix for Real Big Fish and started talking to one of my friends about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, Streetlight is this amazing ska punk band. They have these albums. And I remember from the moment I made that connection to Point Counterpoint, so I was like, wow, this is going to be my favorite band for a long time to come now. And then I found out they were from New Jersey and immediately renounced any blood right I had from being from Staten Island and being able to say, Oh, I'm from New York City. Nope, I'm from Jersey because Streetlight's from Jersey. Jersey
3: Jersey pride, it it, it runs deep. Now you've got, so you're you're five years in. 2017, you released your, what you would define as like your first EP. And now 2019, your first full length album falling behind, Uh, you know, self self produced and and self released as as so many bands are, are doing. Now as the you're kind of like the originator are you did you write essentially all of the music on the album?
4: I write the lyrics, the melody, and the chord progressions for all of the songs, which is really what makes up the, the songwriting. But what happened with Falling Behind that was different from the first EP is I had a solid lineup of guys I was playing with, so I brought them the songs in the rawest form and I said, Alright, write your own bass parts, write your own drum parts, let's talk about how we can make these things better and for sure that definitely shaped the sound of falling behind and i think changed my songwriting process a little bit to reflect more of a Joker's Republic kind of sound. There's definitely a few songs on Falling Behind. I remember when we were recording them, the three of us would look at each other and go, I've never heard a ska song that sounds like this before. I learned a lot from that experience and I molded the way that I write songs around the idea of listening for these very little niche things in the genre that we love that very few or nobody is doing.
3: And one of the things that that I've I've noticed, and I've, and and I have been listening to you guys for for a couple of years, even before Falling Behind came out, is oh, that you. you are a you're welcome. That you are a very very. Solid three-piece, and you have really shied away from, or or have outright made the decision not to incorporate any horns into your music, and aside from maybe one or two guest spots, not even any any additional um, instruments like keyboards or anything along those lines. Where was that? Where was the decision made, or was it just you know that you decided that Joker's Republic was not going to have? You know, a, a horn section. So
4: if you go, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but if you go back and look for like the early, early, early days of Joker's Republic when it was me and kids from the School of Rock, you can find footage of us playing with the keys player, things of that nature. But once I met Billy and Pat, the guys who recorded Falling Behind with me, I realized, that being a three piece not having horns I mean to us the three piece horn section is kind of standard because we know what ska is but to people who listen to Blink 182 or Sum 41 that can be really imposing and I like that the three-piece is super accessible. I had had toyed with the idea of adding a keys player, adding another guitar player, adding horns, but we did a show at Crossroads in North Jersey. I think it was our first ska show ever. And speaking of Streetlight, we played We Will Fall Together with three people. And that includes me playing the horn parts on guitars and... All that stuff. We pulled off a song that usually takes nine people to perform with three people, and we pull it off consistently well enough that I just kind of looked at it and said, man, there's something special about this, and I very much would like to keep that. I really like this guitar bass, back to the roots of the genre, Operation Ivy kind of sound that I think you can only really get with a guitar-driven band.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and and having three people also makes it a lot easier to tour.
4: So we did both of our tours in an SUV. It was fantastic.
3: So you actually, just this just a couple months ago, before shit totally hit the fan, you had your, your first West Coast tour. We
4: did. We were a, you invited know, a, out by Hazy Phillips from the Scott Parade, and we did that tour with Hans Gruber and the Die Hard, Monke, Los Kung Fu Monkeys, and the Holothonics.
3: Was that your first even visit to the west coast
4: for me it was and i think for most of the people in the jokers camp it was we brought along one of our friends Derek, to kind of be the fourth guy and and help us out with some stuff Derek had been i think living out on the west coast for some portion of his life i think he was born in san diego or, or san francisco or one of the sand areas in California. Derek had experience on the West Coast, and he was really tight with us. But me, Billy, and, and Pat had never really been out there before, except maybe in passing. I thought there was a lot of cool places we got to play. And I definitely have some crazy stories, but definitely an East Coast guy. I don't think I could live out there. And it's not because I don't like it or the people aren't cool. Everybody out there was awesome to us and super awesome to talk to and, and friendly and all that. But I like the, the vibe of the East coast a lot more.
3: I know exactly what you're saying. I, I spent a little bit of time living in, in LA around 20 years ago at this point and, you know, have, have gone over and visited every once in a while. And, great energy it's a very different energy but i i am east coast through and through and and northeast coast i am that new york city new jersey through and through
4: that's definitely the same kind of energy that i am attracted to i will say out of all the places that we visited the bay area was really cool not even just because of gilman street the the feeling of being in the bay area was was very cool And I definitely would want to go back there and visit just on like a holiday or something like that.
3: You mentioned it just in passing just now, but how how was it playing at nine twenty four Gilman? I mean you mentioned like being Green Day, Operation Ivy being just like two bands that, you know, got their roots there essentially. How was that?
4: So I was just stoked to see the place. Like, playing there was, was icing on the cake, but when we found out we were playing Gilman Street, that was definitely the number one venue on the tour that I was like, oh my god, I can't believe we're going here. Like, just the history, and me being 21, I never got to see CBGBs, so being able to walk into this place of Punk Rock Royalty was amazing. And I remember talking to Curtis from Monkey right before we walked in. He goes, you're gonna walk in there, and the first five minutes you're gonna be like, wow, this place is... Is incredible. Look at all the history and stuff like that. And then five minutes later, you're gonna go, wow, this place is a shithole. That never hit me. The whole time, I was just like, oh my god. Like, I could go back there a hundred times and never see everything that's in there. And there's a whole list on the on the balcony slash top area where it's like fans that have played here and we boosted up our drummer to write Joker's Republic in the J section in Sharpie so now if you go to Gilman Street and you look at that sign we're on it and so I'm getting flustered talking about it. That's definitely one of the highlights of the tour for me, is just knowing that that's there.
3: And, and one of the things that I, that I actually really liked about what you were doing on tour, and I don't know if any of the bands even were doing this, is that you were doing a essentially a daily vlog, which in a weird way kind of is anti- an antithesis to your EP, which is called Anti-Social Media. But you were doing a blog. You're very connected with the social media world. See these five, six-minute clips of like the day's activities seeing you perform seeing other bands perform what was it essentially the genesis for the decision to do that vlog
4: so we did them in the first tour when we went down the east coast they were actually Billy's idea and this is really cool to have this kind of documenting our run and we'd have some input on like hey this is kind of funny if we cut this joke here or if we play this in slow motion and stuff like that but really it's just pull our phones out we take as much footage as we can of the day's events if anything seems like it might be funny and then we give it all to Billy, and in the six-hour car ride, he cranked it out, and we put it up, and it's a lot faster than calling our parents and our friends. We just put this vlog up. It's there to tell the story way better than we ever could recapping it on the phone, because you can see it happen as it happens. We used the opportunity to talk to at least one person from every band, and we tried to get the promoters in there as well. And now when I look back at this, it's the full story, and it's cool not only for everybody else to be able to share in the moment but it's cool for us to be able to go back and be like hey we did this
3: just really as a, a great way to share with your local fan base to see you out there, to be able to support you, and yes, for you to be able to take a breather and say, I was there. For both, of, both your EP and now your your full length, you have essentially just released this album on streaming services, but you also do it on a USB drive. I can't think of anybody that really seen the USB drive as like the format to release an album.
4: We have so many ideas for both the physical aspect of the drive to what's on it, there's a lot of potential for usb to be the new physical medium it's gonna come down to a major label taking a chance on it and whatever band is doing it doing it right ours we do super diy because about the same price as cds we can put so much more content onto these drives bonus videos lyrics artwork bonus songs streetlight lullabies acoustic versions of some of the songs that are in the menus you can really only hear if you click on them so there's a lot of potential for usb but if we had the opportunity to do it right it would be a custom drive shaped like the joker skull and the hat comes off and that's how you plug it into the computer final quality masters on it professionally produced videos and a whole bunch more bonus stuff that we can put on there that you really can't do with a cd
3: I, and I got I to say, you've got some really great lyrics. I think it's a great, you know, it's a way that you are able to express yourself. I think it's also interesting to hear the younger, the the newer, the newer voices coming out of the scene. And, and one of the songs, as I was, I was re-listening to the album earlier today, you know, and in light of, you know, everything that's going on with the coronavirus, um, one of the songs that really actually stood out to me was Talking to Strangers.
4: Talking to Strangers is all about the concept of trying to explain to people that you want to be an artist or a musician, or something creative. I mean, the modern digital age YouTubers trying to explain to somebody that these non-traditional, or I guess in the case of artists, sometimes traditional career paths are still viable in a world where, at least for Gen Z, we were told, if you don't go to college, you're a failure. And it's about trying to explain to people who just don't understand the need to have to put your art out there and the want to try to make that sustainable of talking to strangers is something that you're not really supposed to do. Your parents always tell you you're not supposed to do as a kid. And now here we are trying to talk to strangers and get them to like our music because we want to keep doing this for the rest of our lives.
3: One thing that that I actually find kind of fascinating is that you actually work in a grocery store. So first, I want to say (laughs) that my, my heartfelt thanks to you as an essential worker and still continuing to keep society functioning you know um, you know
4: it's funny i i started working at at the store literally to pay for the band up until now if you had asked me what i was doing for a living i would really downplay that because i used i I thought it was lame i never thought it was cool to be a front-end manager at a grocery store i thought it was just what i did to pay for the band but in recent times i've actually felt a lot more comfortable going out in my uniform to go to work and i i don't want to say proud necessarily although i do like what i do but it's a lot less late i definitely gained a lot more perspective on the situation from working in that store and seeing some of the panic firsthand
3: i'm in jersey city so i'm able to go to smaller bodegas so it's not it's not super crazy whenever i go out to to get stuff it's more just trying to avoid people in, in smaller spaces. What is your kind of view on everything as, as, as it's happening right now?
4: I don't think I'm qualified to comment on whether I think the panic is justified or not because I'm not exactly the kind of person that should be panicking you know if you look at the the health data and stuff like that people in my age bracket are less likely to experience symptoms and i will say that a lot of people are not nice and i'm not even talking to us as employees because like that's semi-normal for people to not be nice to us they're not nice to each other and i'm using the term fun facetiously but that's a lot of fun to watch when you keep your head on a swivel for a shouting match because somebody can't get a roll of toilet paper or some of my coworkers have had stuff thrown at them because we were out of stock of water or or something like that definitely interesting
3: I do want to kind of like just roll back a little bit to kind of comment on the idea of like you going out in your uniform what my hope is once all this kind of like starts to settle and we start to get over the the the, the curve and things start to roll back to some sort of normalcy that we remember the people that were out there that we remember this idea that were, there were these essential workers that were essentially keeping everything running and, and functioning and that we give a little more respect and a little more due diligence because without you we would be panic, much much more so than, than we are right now you know, you know that would be for- that would
4: be cool but honestly once we return to normalcy I'd be perfectly content with returning to the way that not things work but returning to this under the radar our job you know i picked something that would pay for the the projects that i wanted to fund that would pay for my art if people remember and that makes this new kind of culture of respect for retail workers fantastic but i would be perfectly fine with kind of going about my day and, and not having to worry about people getting upset because of this mass hysteria
3: as we slowly return to normalcy, hopefully in the next couple of months, I hope that you're able to start getting out and performing again for everybody that is, that's listening. Uh, Joker's Republic is pretty much on every social media platform. You can stream and listen to their music pretty much anywhere. Joker'sRepublic.com as well. And check out their albums. They're a lot of fun. So again, Austin, thank you very much for dialing in, giving us some of your, your time and, and insight. Well,
4: I think the next time I'll see you at Supernova. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Listen, as they're you, saying it's so going.
3: <laughs> fingers crossed, man. Finger. Yeah. Finger fingers really really crossed
4: no in all seriousness we love you dude and from everybody in the band i think i can speak for everybody when we say we love you we love and god thanks everybody for listening and take it up
0: and I hope you did enjoy that interview. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed speaking with him. Uh, I've seen Joker's Republic play several times, uh, and they always put on a great little show. Um, so if you're not familiar with them, uh, I would definitely suggest checking out their their, their tunes, uh, and we're going to listen to one of their tunes in just a moment. Uh, or like take a look and see once we're all out of quarantine. Uh, if you can catch them live, you really should so uh this is off of their album we were speaking about falling behind this is the song indecisively indifferent right here on 100 ska
5: take a step back for a minute for a minute just to think think of what you want to do don't just throw it back to me not again you always leave it up to me Come back down off your high, back into reality Where you own all your mistakes and take responsibility Oh, that's right, you're never wrong, my mistake You want my help with what's in store But I've been burned once or twice before What do I think of indecisively mean? I don't know, and I don't care, so don't ask me anymore I've had enough of this drama for one life Take control of yourself I won't be standing by Hey, what's that sound? Sounding off like a call to open arms It's another fake, another lie Another fucking cause for a bar. It's a trap set up to kill Ring the bell, let them know That you're on another tear Let the military capable A hypocrite and scared Oh my god, I can't believe that you exist but you sucked me into caring once again And I'm just counting down the seconds till the end What do I think? I'm indecisively into what is that even mean? I don't know, and I don't care, so don't ask me anymore I've had enough of this drama for one lifetime Take control of yourself, I won't be standing by I don't want to be that guy the want who went and left you out to try. But if you don't care, then why should I? You can't be bothered now. To- Is me? I don't know, and I don't care, so don't ask me anymore I've had enough of your bullshit for one lifetime Take control of yourself, I won't be standing by I won't be standing by No, I won't stand by
0: That was Indecisively Indifferent from Joker's Republic. Uh, Again, I do want to thank Austin Gray for spending some time with me uh, on the phone this weekend. I really enjoyed speaking with him. And uh, with that, we are going to get right back to the music, right back to our little ska-punk party here. This is Suicide Machines with S.O.S. right here on 100% S.K.A.
6: Love me to be silent and simmer down, simmer down Think, 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 and then make it, big. think Get your life on a control But if it feel you're moving too fast Stop, pause, and pull over Check yourself and reassess the situation And then you start again
0: 100% Ska. And you just heard Kemurai with Positive Mental Attitude. Before that, you heard uh, Hot Stove Jimmy with Downsides Ahead. Prior to that, The Pilfers with Show No Fear. And starting us all off there was The Suicide Machines with SOS. And um, I'd like to tell you, I'd like to take a little break here from the music just to let you know that um, since I've been in. Quarantine, basically. I've finally gotten around to starting to record um, some uh, cooking instructional videos and cocktail instructional videos, uh, which you can now find uh, on the DJ Ride Midnight Facebook page. Uh, as of now, you can learn how to make a, uh, a lovely Indian doll and you can learn how to make a uh, aviation cocktail. Uh, so check those out And I'm going to try to record some more um, until I'm out of quarantine, and maybe I'll just keep doing it uh, after that um, as well. I I enjoyed it. Um, I got a couple views on it so far. So uh, that is all good. Um, But uh, with that said, we should uh, listen to some more music here. And so being in Jersey City, uh, I am uh, just south of Hoboken. And so with that, um, I'm going to open up this next set with Operation Ivy and Hoboken right here on 100% SKA.
1: Talk to you Tell them what What they say What they did. Your thoughts are lies See you as a fraud But some of you were everywhere Oh, look in New Jersey
2: I'm in This man said You'll for you go! In this situation I don't know
1: what to do Oh, something made me think Things don't have to be so hard Put up walks Nothing spoke In your wicked terms of trouble Your thoughts are lies See you as a fraud But some of you were everywhere Oh, look in New Jersey I'm in This man said You'll for you go! In this situation I don't know what to do go! Go! Yeah You thought I'd see you as a rose. Back then you were everywhere, all but in New Jersey. I'm in this prison you been for you. In this situation I don't know what to do. I'm in this prison you been for you. In a situation I don't know what to do. Let's go.
0: Is 100% ska. You just heard the silencers with policeman. Uh, before that, Edna's goldfish with gone away. Prior to that, we had less than Jake with my very own flag. And starting off, that set Operation Ivy with Hoboken sending that off to my city just north of me uh, here in Jersey from Jersey City. And with that, uh, I think we're going to call that a show. Uh, So, as always, thank you for uh, listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Jokers Republic. I'm going to try to get some more interviews uh, scheduled and recorded while we're all in quarantine, because what else are we going to do? Except talk on the phone, and then I'll replay it for you. Um, But I do have, for next week, I have an idea for a show. And you're just going to have to tune in to find out. Um, But I think when you start to hear it, you're going to say... That DJ Ryan Midnight, he's done, lost his mind. He's gone mad. And so that is what we are going to uh, finish off this show with. Uh, Thanks, as always, for listening. Check me out on DJRyanMidnight.com for all of our uh, older archive episodes. Uh, Follow me on Facebook. And uh, this is Madness with Madness, right here on 100% Ska. Thanks, as always, for listening. Catch you next time.